and welcome to Going Blind Sucks. I'm your host, Justin Diodato, and with me, as always, is my wife, co-host, and sound engineer, Joy Masters. Masters. <laughs> do you like that? You you decided to do it in stereo? Yeah. Of both of us? Yep. Oh, you should pan it left and right, that way people are like, oh, actually, they're on both sides of us. Actually, you know what I already do? Oh. Okay. Just mildly, though, because I, I don't want you to be all the way left and me all the way right. Right. I, just a little bit. Because sometimes just people... Just to differentiate. Sometimes people walk with just like one headphone in their ear when they're listening. and then They wouldn't be, hurt, hear the other person. Right, at all. It'd be weird. Yeah, it'd be like having a, a conversation with nobody. Right, but it'd also be theater of the mind. Theater of the mind. <laughs> sorry. How's everybody doing? Uh, sorry, it's been a few... <laughs> hey guys, how's it? How, yeah. how are you? Uh, it's We're been a few weeks. response. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it's been a few weeks since our last episode, uh, but we are back. Uh, Ta-da. And and Joy's in a very good mood today for some reason. Because I got a new computer. She did. That my work dude helped me buy. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it doesn't take me 20 minutes to check my email. Yeah. I mean, that means just get into my email. That doesn't mean read emails, respond to emails. It just means get into them to see if I have new emails. Right. So you're very happy. Oh, my goodness. It's like a new, a new world. <laughs> good. I'm glad. Yeah. So I apologize for uh, being too happy. No. You don't need to no need to do that. Um, all right, so uh, today we're going to talk about um, uh, familiarity and how sometimes, as a person who's visually impaired, it can actually mess you up. It can sort of distort uh, what you can and cannot, w- w- how you feel you're progressing in okay. your vision loss. Okay. Uh, and also, we'll talk a little bit about. Uh, I'm going for uh, another ERG, and uh, oh, is that what it's? Do you know what it's? Electro... I have no idea. Okay. Uh, I just know it's ERG. And it looks like uh, Clockwork Orange. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I'm going for that uh, later on this week. So we'll also talk about um, the test a little bit, how freaky it is, uh, and why I am not exactly thrilled to be doing it in the first place. Uh, Who would be, really? No, I know. But I'm not really looking forward to the outcome either. Because oh. I guess the outcome's never... Uh, yeah, I mean, with RP, it's never like you're going there to find out good news but you're just trying to figure out how bad the bad news is right but eventually we'll have dog t-cells in her eyeballs and everything will be fine right yeah no there's been a lot of research lately um uh there's one that said they cured rp in dogs uh so that's interesting and there's uh who knew it happened to dogs uh yeah obviously uh, they did yeah. (laughs) yeah i mean they're genetically they're not just like they're genetically giving these dogs rp and then getting rid of it they are Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Yeah, no, it's really hard to find. Entire... Ar- it's really hard to find <laughs> RP dogs. It's <laughs> really good. They're scouting, not just, yeah, you know? they're not just waiting to find dogs with peripheral vision <laughs> issues that come into their clinic and they want to get them that, solved. That 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 walk into things that are yeah. slightly off to the left or right. Right. They're, like, hey, wait a second. I don't think that dog has peripheral vision, but he has RP. Yeah, oh. let's give him a visual field test. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they'd sit for that. <laughs> No, honestly, I, I only I didn't read. I just read the part where it cured <laughs> cured the RP. I didn't read how they how they found the dogs with RP. Yeah, and they didn't. And there's recently been another one with uh, actual humans uh, where they've done some embryonic stem cells, and it has shown a reversal of uh, vision loss. A uh, not a very big one, but, but any any is yeah, pretty awesome. I'm uh, sure you would take a five percent reversal or. Oh yeah, no, I totally would. Um, I would explain them more, but I have no idea what they mean. 
uh, because all the studies that came out were written in like scientific study format. Medicalese, if you will. Yeah. Uh, and they all had words that meant nothing to me mm-hmm. um, and had way too many letters <laughs> uh, for a person to understand. So uh, you can read them yourself. And uh, if you understand what they mean, send us a note and <laughs> explain it to us. Because basically the stories just said, hey, there were blind dogs. Now they're not blind. Yay. See, that's what I need. Yeah. Right there. That's all I That's all I. That's all I need to get out of it. That's all I read anyway from the yeah. article. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so getting into uh, our first topic, which was a familiarity thing. Um, uh, and I bring it up by way of a story that happened to me uh, uh, a couple days ago. So, uh, the the seven train in New York City is all messed up until April. Until April, uh, but I did not know that when I got on the seven train. I thought it was only on the weekends. Yeah, uh, me too. So I got on the train and I was like, oh, I'm gonna go to the stop that I go to on the seven train every week for the last three months, um, and then we just blew right by. It's in this area that's kind of. Shady. Well, okay, it's shady, definitely. But as far as the seven train goes, it's in between a major hub in, at Queensboro Plaza where it transfers to other trains yeah. and Manhattan. And it seems like that area or that leg of the journey always gets screwed over. Yeah. Whenever there's construction, you either you end at the big hub and then you have to find your own way for the last <laughs> stops, or um, it just it's just bad is all I'm saying. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a shady area that doesn't get a lot of traffic. Or white. Or a lot of help. Or light. That's true. Uh, it's right underneath the train, like the elevated train. It's an elevated train in New York. And yeah. it's super dark. And it's got lots of construction stuff around it. Yeah. It's a little, oof, yeah. Uh, so it, it blew through the stop that I was intending to uh, to get off at. Uh, and then just dropped me off somewhere that I'd really just never been before. Um, it's just one of, there's, if, you, if you're in the city... Uh, or if you really are a mass transit rider at all, you know that there are those stops that you that you just never get off at and never deal with in any way. Uh, so I was getting off. I got off at a, a stop called Hunter's Point, and I had to wander uh, to find the next closest station so that I could go back to where I wanted to go. Um, and it was horrifying. Uh I was already sort of stressed because I was late for that thing that I was going to. And then I got out and I was like, I, I felt lost. And I, it was one of those things where uh, there are certain times in your life where you're just like, I just want help. Somebody help me. Because uh, a huge part of, of RP is trying to be independent, you know, because you, you're so like other people you just can't see as many things and you want to fight for like oh no i can do it i can get here i can i'm not gonna let this stuff stop me uh and i really wanted to let that stuff stop me (laughs) uh when i was going to the other when i was trying to find the other train station in the dark in the rain at night in a place that i'd never been before uh and it occurred to me that it was probably the most helpless i had felt in a really long time uh, it was the most uh, where I I really just wanted somebody to hold my hand, you know, and bring me to the other bring me to the other station, and I and I felt scared because it, it was dark and it was a shady area, and, and it was raining that night too. Yeah, uh, I felt incredibly 
vulnerable, more than I had in quite a while. And I was like, why is this hitting me as hard as it is? And I realized it's because a lot of the time you can lie to yourself because a lot of your life is routine. So a lot of your life, definitely. Yes, a lot of my life. Sorry, no, I didn't mean it as a dick, but it it is something that you right. But a lot of a lot of most people's lives involve you get up, you go to work the same way each day, you go to a handful of different places for lunch, you meet friends at a handful of different places. Like, yes, some people go on more adventures than I do, but in general, your life is mostly routine. And when it's not routine, it's usually with other people that you know. So there's more of a sense of control. This was dropping me off in the middle of nowhere and expecting me to sort of find my way. And I I realized that routine and familiarity are great comfort, but they also help you live that lie. You know, they help you be able to not really be able to gauge how much bad or worse that it's gotten. Because you don't have to because you've memorized all the places that you normally go to such a degree that you know what to look out for now and you know where the dangers are. There's a uh, a restaurant that I, or a, you know, a deli place or whatever you want to call it uh, that I go to for lunch every day and it's chaotic. There are like... It is. Yeah. I've been there. It's crazy. Yeah. There are so many people and there's no clear patterns of traffic and... It's one of those places that's like half buffet, half wine, half pizza place, half sushi place, half place where you get salad. Uh, There's a lot of halves. It's like a three and a half thing (laughs) that makes up the whole. Yeah, I think your math's off. Uh, No, it's perfectly sound. So, uh, (laughs) uh, yes. But because I go there probably three or four days a week out of the week, um, I've kind of. The patterns are predictable enough once you understand that people usually do this and people usually do that. Uh, so I don't bring my cane there and I don't. And you go with your coworker. Too. And I go with my coworker. Usually we go different directions. But, but uh, you know he's there someplace. So if you just started walking yeah. around in a circle, he'd come and get you. Mm-hmm. Um, the familiarity has made it so that I am super confident when I'm in that place. Uh, but the minute I go into Grand Central Station everything falls apart now granted grand central station is used as the example of the (laughs) most chaotic place that you can possibly go yes um and for those of you that are nerds about this it's actually grand central terminal Terminal. but i'm gonna call grand central station well lady gaga and beyonce used it in their song as grand central station so it must be true right i mean that must be the right way Lady gaga would not lead us astray no and she's a new yorker so yeah. And Beyonce is now, too. Yeah, but... She's, she's originally Texas. from Texas. That's true, yeah. so we can't... So, yeah, I'm not going to buy that. Uh, but anyway, they had poetic license. Right. I don't. So, <laughs> I have to say Grand Central Terminal. Um, anyway. My point is that... Um, it, And I don't bring it up as a way to solve anything or to to do anything other than point out that it is a thing that can sort of mess you up you know uh that i'm sure that people have have hit those moments where they were extra panicked and we're like why is this particular thing so 
panicky to me. And that's what I came up with for my thing. That's what I came up with as why I was sort of crippled by that whole kind of thing. Well, I think, you know, for most people, they do have patterns and they do have things in their lives that they do. Like you said, you go to work the same way, you eat the same places, blah, blah, blah. So I think that for anyone, when they're pulled so far out of their comfort zone, it's going to be unsettling and unnerving. But I think because you have that extra layer of, I was going to say awfulness, but (laughs) you have the extra layer of, um, there's the extra thing to deal with that it makes it that much worse. And it was rainy. I just, I, for some reason it's, it's sort of like that joke about, um, how did the chicken cross the road? And it depends on who's saying it. And they say, Mm. if Hemingway said it, it it would be like, the answer would be to die in the rain. Mm. Because I guess he's very succinct and very uh, negative and dark. So anyway, it just made me think of (laughs) whatever you're doing to make it worse. It was also raining. Yeah, it's true. You know, all right. Sorry, I digressed. But yeah, and there was just no light in that area, man. I don't no, know there's why. None. There's one construction light that shines brightly on a house for some reason. It's not even pointing towards the construction <laughs> stuff. And I felt bad for those people that live in the house because it's like sunshine all day, all night. <laughs> I don't know how they sleep. Uh, Point being, I get it. It's dark. I've seen it. Even where you were going, even, even if you had gotten that train. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still really sketchy just to get it. You're, you're entering a loading dock that's behind a gate. Yeah. That's in a sketchy parking lot. It's very, it's a very strange situation. Yeah. No, there are a lot of things that are trying to kill me in that situation. Yeah. There definitely. Definitely trying to kill you. Yeah. Cause the, the, yeah, the loading dock area that you go up is like, Oh, go up these stairs that are all the way in the far end. With no and, light on them. Yeah. With no light. Uh, and then half the sides of the thing have no banister. So you can just walk right the hell off. Oh, I don't think any of I think the banisters are only on the stairs, not on the platform itself. Yeah, you might be right about that. So, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the whole place is trying to kill me. Yeah. So, that's not nice. No, no. And there was a little sign that said, we are trying to kill Dustin Diodato, which I thought was Every- nice of them. <laughs> yeah, everybody to- be cool. <laughs> which- <laughs> nice of them to warn warn you in a sense, but if you can't see it, then it's just kind of like, yeah, don't be a douche. I don't understand why everybody's in on it. What did I do? I'm a good guy, I think. Uh, so anyway, yep. uh, moving on to our next topic, um, the ERG. I think it's it's pronounced ERG. Sure. Or it's spelled ERG. I mean, I know that the, the letters ERG are definitely pronounced It's probably E-R-G. electro something gram. Yes. <laughs> electro retinal gram. That sounds... Gramophonic phone gram. Something like that. Fo- phone. <laughs> yeah, gramophone. Where are they going to... Where are they going to hook that up? I don't know. Yeah. They play you they, old records while with my you... my eyes? <laughs> yes. They see how your eyes react my, to the they old... They spin my head around at <laughs> 35 rotations per minute and... Can you do that? Is that... Uh, yeah. You throw up all over the place though. I think and I'm pretty confident that well. if you put a needle on my eyeball and then spin me around... Listen, dude. I saw, it's a, gonna laser, be bad. I saw a laser get shot into your eyeball. That's and true. a knife slice away the top part of it. So really putting a needle on your eyeballs, I don't think that's really Yeah. That's true. So, um uh, if you're listening to this, there is at least a fifty percent chance that you've had an ERG at some point. because uh, you have RP and you've been diagnosed via it. Because that is That's the that, way to do that's it. That's the right? way they love to diagnose you. Um if you have it Oh, it's a good time. Tell us about it, Dustin. <laughs> um first 
dilate you. They dilate you. As you know, I feel like eye doctors dilate you for any reason now. Like Well it's how they look into your eyes. Yeah, they're just not- dying to dilate you. Um no, I mean like your regular, like if you're just like a go to get glasses kind of doctor, mm-hmm. they don't always dilate you. But if you're if you're an RP type person, they're gonna dilate you for like any reason they want. Yeah. So first they dilate you. But it's not just normal dilation, it's go sit in a dark room for twenty minutes. Um like punishment of some kind. Well, I think because they dilate you so much that your eyes become super sensitive to light, right? No, I think. Uh, well, the re- from what I gather, the reason that they make you sit in the in the twenty sit in the dark for twenty minutes is because they want that first reaction to light as part of the test. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, so they keep you as they open your eyes as much as humanly possible, so that when they do the test, they're getting the best, most accurate results. Which so is that, what you want, I know. right? So they, uh, once, once you leave the dark room, which fortunately for me, the one time that I've had it and the second time that I have it, I'm going to have it. Um, you have come with me yep. so that I wasn't just sitting in a dark room, uh, waiting because it's, yeah, a, but I'm totally going to play games with you. I'm going to be like on one side of the room. I'm going to talk and then I'm going to quietly walk to the other side and then I'm going to talk really loud and then I'm going to quietly walk. Yeah. Except I have superhuman daredevil hearing. So yeah, but I you're going to be frightened. You're going to be scared. I might. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Um, thanks. <laughs> uh, it, but it's particularly douchey the first time you do it because because uh, the first time you know that you're waiting to find out if you have RP or something similar to that. Right. So it's like, hey, I'm going to give you this stressful test and just sit and think about it for 20 minutes <laughs> alone in the dark. <laughs> like, yeah. like it's, you know, uh, it's very last meal-ish. Um, wow, that's really that's really dark, Dustin. I know it is. I'm just saying it is. Wouldn't you rather be sitting in a room for 20 minutes in the dark than having your last meal? I would say yes. That. But I'm just saying it's it's very think it's a very think about it type situation. Normally, okay. I'm sorry. Normally, I would say it's like icing the kicker. But every time I uh, say that, nobody knows what the hell I'm talking about. Icing so, the kicker. Yeah. So photo. You see, that's why I didn't say it. <laughs> what? Well, what is it? It's a football expression that when the kicker in a football game has a very important kick the other coach will call a timeout just so that they have to think about it for a while oh why do they call it icing though i don't know okay that's the uh that's the expression okay but i didn't use it because i knew you would know what i was talking about um but now i do now you You can use it all over the place okay so now everybody at home knows what i mean uh so anyway after 20 minutes they uh they Basically, put oversized suction cups onto your eyeballs, and it's not like uh, contacts. You would think like, oh, it's just like contacts, but it's yeah. not just like contacts uh, because there are all sorts of electrodes like stuck to the suction cup. Things the wires and such that come out from those things into yeah. the machine. Yeah, and even though your eyes kind of numb, your eyelids are not numb, and I think that's where it really starts messing you. It messed me up. Because you can't close your eyes in any way, in any sort of meaningful way. Yeah. Um, and your eyes are very not used to not being it. Like, it's one thing if you are clockwork oranged, um, which you're not. It has a clockwork orange feel to it, but you're not like, your eyes aren't forced open. They're open, at least when I took it. Um, mm-hmm. They're open by virtue of the fact that you can't close them because of the electrodes. And it really pisses your eyes off. Um, and then once that whole process has taken place, 
Then they just shoot strobe bites into your eyes for like half an hour. <laughs> yeah, it was very strange. And you have to put your head in this egg-like thing, right? Yeah. Wasn't it? It's like a big white sort of roundish, I don't know, maybe two feet by... Yeah, to sort of block out all the other light that could potentially come in so that, uh, because I guess different wavelengths of light affect different things. Uh, And from what I was able to gather, basically the purpose of the test is um, when you have RP, the structural integrity of your eye doesn't change significantly. It's just how everything connects and if if things are sending a signal and stuff like that. So, which from what I've been told makes it good for curing rp because a lot of the stuff that's supposed to be there is still sort of there uh you just have to reconnect things in a way yeah uh but it is bad uh for being able to figure out the progression of rp because really the only way to do it is to take this test and send a current through the eye and figure out which things are responding and how they're responding and which aren't uh you can also do the visual field test, but it's a little bit less scientific. Yeah, because you're tapping a pen. Right. Sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes you figure out the system. <laughs> like You figure right. out the pattern of like, okay, I think a light should be happening now. Well, see, that's how I feel about the hearing test. I think I totally cheated. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I'm sure I, they factored that in. I'm sure they factor a certain amount of it in. I don't know. At least not for the hearing test, maybe for the eye. Because mm-hmm. it's also being moved around by a human. Depending so. on the test. Oh, the one I saw you do. Yeah, the one the one I did when you were in the room, a human being was moving it. But uh, when I did it, there was a different one that I did where with a where the computer was determining where the lights were and the lights were appearing randomly in different places. Okay. So I think that one was a little bit more scientific. Yeah. Um, but not much. Uh, so it's got me nervous about going in to get this test because the. Last time I did it was 2008 when I was originally diagnosed. Um, and since then, I really only had one visual field test, and I've never had this test again. Um, and when I had origin- when I had asked all my doctors, sort of like, what's the level of loss and stuff like that, you know, a lot of them basically said, like, well, I can guess, but the thing that's going to tell me one way or another is being able to actually draw a line from here to here to here to here. Um, And this test is the second point in the line, really. Um, And this one is much more scientific than the visual field one. So on one hand, I know I need to get it done. On the other hand, I'm a little petrified as to what it's going to say. Uh, Because I can't... Right now, I can argue away the visual field test and go like, well, that lady didn't know what she was doing. And really they're, they're just drawing it in pencil, you know, <laughs> they are colored pencil. Yeah. So, you know, uh, and the difference between like, you know, cause one, eye went from like 10 degrees to nine degrees. The other one from 13 to nine. Um, it's easy to say that a human being messed that up. Yeah. But the ERG isn't human being. It's, you know, it's, the results from the electricity in your eye, right. which still sounds weird to me. It sounds but. very strange. I mean, even just describing this to like my coworkers, it 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 just seems so medieval. Like the surgery that you almost had to have. Yes. All. But <laughs> if that's what what. Yeah. No. I'm, we hopefully I won't have to have it. 
Right, exactly. Yeah. You don't. You won't. Uh, yeah, so later this week, I'm going in for that test. Um, and it's especially icing the kicker-ish. <laughs> uh, no, it's not actually icing the kicker. But it's, um, last time I got the test, I did it. And then the doctor literally came right in the room and said, hey, here's what happened. Um, well, that was that was that was a, a crazy old doctor. Yeah. yeah. But so point is slowly in the room. Yeah. Uh, but this time, I, <laughs> this time I take the test and then I go back five days later to get the results. So it's not even just like it's really I just want the results right afterwards. Like I really want somebody to come in and just go like, hey, thumbs up or thumbs down or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, give me something don't just be like hey all right well have fun here's a donut oh, i want them to give me a donut though i'll bring donuts for you okay that's a mistake we always make when we go to these things that we don't bring food that's true because they're always longer but this one's in the afternoon because we, oftentimes we go in the morning yeah and we don't eat before we go and this one's in the afternoon so it'll actually be after lunch yeah it's gonna be good that'll food be good part. yeah um <laughs> uh yeah so that's uh that's what we got coming up this week yeah, so then we get the, uh, and this is, basically we're doing this as, um, this is for the second opinion, or is this for the super doctor? Super doctor. Okay, this one's, because we had a second opinion, and the super doctor um, <laughs> is, this guy is supposed to be doing all these crazy studies and tests and whatnot for curing RP. Yeah. Right? And he's doing a lot with stem cells? Uh, I don't know if he's doing a lot with stem cells, oh, but we'll, he's, we'll find out. he's doing... He's more involved with clinical trials and stuff like that. Okay. So, Which is what we want to get into. Because right. you're young and healthy. Yeah. And I would like to stop this vision loss now before it starts getting all really evil. Yeah. I'd like that too. That'd be great. Yeah. So that's what we're doing this. And then we go back the week after to get the results. And then the week after that, we go back to your regular special eye doctor. Right. To, to see if, to make sure that I, I'm not going to need to. The whole weird surgery weird. where I have yeah. to look down all the time and it's stupid. With gas in your eye. Yeah. Medieval, I'm telling you. It's just, but you know, if it works, I guess it works. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, like if I go in there and the doctor's like, look, we thought of a bunch of different things. We're going to try leeches. It's going to be like, <laughs> nope. Uh-uh. But <laughs> they actually still do use leeches. Just no, I know that. But if somebody tries to put a leech on my eyeball, yeah. we're walking out. Okay. No, that's fine. I am with you. I don't think leeches should be on eyeballs. I'm just saying that sometimes they do use them to eat dead flesh. Oh, wait, yeah. the moons and such. Yep. No, thank you. I would prefer some sort of alcohol. I think that would be pretty gross. Yeah. Yep. Hold on. <coughs> Pardon me. No problem. But uh, I wanted to say... Oh, yeah. Go no, good. No, going back to your walk in the dark and the rain and the scary, sketchy place, I wish I could have come and help you. Well, thank you. But you didn't tell me until afterward. I guess you didn't know... Yeah, I didn't know I was going to get lost. Well, you'd have to wait for at least a half an hour for me to get there. Yeah. Especially since the train didn't go there. Right. Yeah. No, there was a lot of uh, <coughs> a lot of unfortunate situation there. Uh, yeah. There's no way to be like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna get lost and not and everything's gonna go wrong. Will you come <laughs> help me? Because then you'd be like, well, why don't you just not do that? Well, and actually, then, my thought was. If there was teleportation, that could be right there. But then I was like, well, if there's teleportation, you would have just teleported to the place that you had to go. And you wouldn't have been stuck in the dark. Yeah. Oh, teleportation. Why aren't you invented? I don't know. Probably because we have to die first. Right? They tear you apart and then put you back Yeah, that's the problem everybody always forgets about teleportation. Is Basically, in order to do it, they would have to kill you (laughs) and then reassemble you somewhere else. Yep. Because they're disintegrating you. That's how that works. Yeah. 
Um, and nobody, nobody wants to be disintegrated. No, not, yeah. not if you're not really guaranteed to be put back together. Right. And then the other, the other part of that is, um, you could just as easily rather than, uh, recreate the person somewhere else, just recreate another version of that person without disintegrating them in the first place. And then you could just make many versions of yourself. Well, you're still using the same pieces, the same molecules. So. You're not though, because teleportation doesn't involve you actually traveling all those pe- all those things somewhere else. How do you? How are you recreated then? Do you, by some mass that's already available in the other location. Weird. Yeah, it'd be like one of those three D printers. Then why do you disappear really from the original place? Uh, because you need to get to the other place. But you just said your mass doesn't go from one place to the other. It doesn't, but they need to. So there's a flaw there. They need to copy you. Yeah, but what happens when they when you're first disintegrated? You you don't go anywhere. I don't know. That's the problem with teleportation. Oh my God, we found another flaw. Yeah. Whew. So don't count on it. I'm okay. hoping we got a better shot at a cure for RP than teleportation. That's true. I think we, in I our lifetime anyway. is my thought. Yeah. I'm sorry. I've been digressing all over the place this time. No, no problem. I apologize. Uh, but that's all I got for this week. Is there I, anything else you wanted to talk about? Hmm. I'm uh I want to say that I'm glad that you're doing this. I know you're not so happy about it, but I think you the, the ERG thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. <coughs> Pardon. I well the the fact not ERG itself, but the fact that you're going to this doctor finally to talk to him. Mm-hmm. And um it feels to me again, you know my position, it feels like forward movement. Whatever it does happen, it feels like it's something that we can do. That we're doing and that's something that I've been wanting you to do for a while and I'm just glad that you're at the point where you can. Thank you. To talk to this this new fancy super doctor. Yeah. That's going to take away all our troubles. I hope so. <laughs> I hope he's got all sorts of studies that don't involve bad things happening to me. I'm going to ask him if he has a magic wand. Yeah. If he does, we should steal it. I know. But we might not know how to use it. True. We should it get him. Like we should trick him into teaching us how to use a magic wand and then steal it. It's a good plan. Hopefully he's not listening. He probably is. <laughs> he, I'm sure he does listen to every single podcast related to Vision. No, Rams. but I bet he listens to people that are going to be coming in so he knows if he can trust us or not. True. Oh people boy. with magic wands need to be careful. They do. All right. Now that we've I <laughs> completely... Am, I did it again. I'm sorry. Uh, now that we've completely digressed, um, thank you guys so much for listening and we will talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye.